Uni 101, Rediscovering the Campus. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Rediscovering the Campus where we talk about practical university resources you can find both online and in person to guide you through your academic life. I'm your host, Heejan. As you know, due to the global pandemic, learning opportunities on campus have been extremely limited. Some people have never been on campus or getting reintroduced to the campus can feel a bit daunting. Sure, it is exciting, but also everything feels new and awkward. Kind of like a first date. I mean, even for me, I have been studying at the university for the past four years, two of which were online. So trust me when I say I do too. With the university slowly transitioning back into in-person learning, I hope this podcast can navigate you through six different departments of the university where you can find help. In each episode, we are interviewing student staff who are currently working on campus in those units. You will also get an insight on how to get a job on campus too. In today's episode, we are teaming up with Ayad from International Student Support, or ISS in short. As an international student myself, ISS was always there for me from day one, from getting my health insurance to applying for a visa for my internship. Before we get further into today's episode, I want to highlight that the university is undergoing the name change under the Standing Strong Task Force. In acknowledgement of the horrific indigenous violence through residential schools, which are closely related to Edgerton Ryerson, We have aimed to remove the university's name from our recordings as long as it doesn't hinder the context. However, as some of the recordings were made in advance, the name might appear in the interviews. Alright, I think we are now ready for today's episode, so let's roll tape! Hello everyone, here we have Ayad from International Student Support. Hi Ayad, how's it going? Hi, it's going well, how are you? I'm great, oh I'm Heejin by the way, (laughs) because we haven't met before. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure, hi everyone, my name is Ayat, I am a fourth year criminology student and I work at the ISS department also. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Criminology? <laughs> yeah, I think when I was choosing the career, or not career, more more so program, I was just mm-hmm. kind of thinking about what interested me and like, you know, what all the thoughts that every grade 12 has. And I thought that, oh, criminology, I thought in my head it would look very different, but I still think that it's honestly a really, really great program. Yeah, so are you an international student yourself? No, I'm not. Okay, so domestic students can also apply for a job at ISS, I assume? Yeah, they can, they can. I believe um, international students can as well, the last time I checked. I think that if anyone just goes on Career Boost who is a Ryerson student and is interested in finding a job on campus, they can just kind of apply to as many as they want, whichever one they feel as though they would do the best in, and they would just go through the interview process. Alright, that's amazing. Uh, what's your job position? 
I am on a student support for the international student support. Okay, as a student support, <laughs> what do you do on your day-to-day life basis? So our department can be found at the pod in Ryerson. So it's right across the one card office. On Fridays, I'm sitting there. And if it's not a Friday, I'm usually at home. So our day-to-day is assisting students in person or by email. Of course, because of COVID, we've kind of pretty much moved most things online now. We all answer kind of just different type of questions to help whatever students need so that can range from like status letters general questions if a student has a question about their program welcome appointments just kind of advising appointments in general catering to whatever the student needs for instance like welcome appointments we would like to have two of those every year so one in the fall time one in the winter time just to catch up with students and see how they're doing make sure that they feel comfortable in their programs make sure they're doing well and an advisor just walks them through it depending on their program And advising appointments are also very popular in the ISS. I think that when students have some kind of trouble or not sure about something, an advisor is a really, really great person and resource to reach out to. Booking those appointments and making sure students get the right support that they need are a big part of our Mm day-to-day. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of lists. (laughs) Well, I was wondering how any international students, but also upper year students to get help through your projects. Oh, so honestly, the ISS is just kind of there for everybody, like for all Mm -hmm. international students. The international student support can help everyone in all years. I feel as though as you move year to year in your education, you're faced with new challenges. For instance, Mm -hmm. like kind of when you're in a first year, you're just learning to adjust from like this transition. But as you're moving to third year and fourth year, you get faced with these new challenges like co-op or what am I going to do when I graduate or what does my master's degree look like or how can I even apply for a master's as an international student how would that work a lot of students have questions about specific international things bursaries like the process of going through that because it is so different from domestic students and I feel as people don't really realize that things that we can just easily apply to international students don't have it as quick or as fast so they have to just kind of go through their own process to figure that out so I think that that's one of the bigger things that our department helps upper year students with is with that transition yeah that is totally true I am also in fourth year and every time I think about wow if I graduate and I don't get a job then I'm not gonna be covered by any insurance the thought of it just freaks me out all the time (laughs) exactly for me I honestly was feeling the same feelings and I even thought I might as well take a fifth year I hope to take Mm -hmm. a fifth year next year just so I have time to really critically think about what I want to do because I don't want to just graduate and then just be out there and have nothing (laughs) like you know no plan no master's degree in mind Mm -hmm. no job in mind so I feel like the planning process is very very stressful that is totally true yeah And also, I really appreciate how international student support has helped people during COVID times. For me, I have contacted ISS multiple times because I had to travel across borders during the lockdown and stuff. And then they arranged so many resources for me. I feel like something people don't really know about is this is more in like the height of COVID, I guess. When people were coming in and out of 
Canada, they would quarantine, of course, and the international student support would do check-ins for them. So they would call them and do quarantine calls with them every day while they were in quarantine, just to kind of make sure that they're okay. Mm -hmm. Also, vaccines is something that we are really answering a lot of questions about. The confusion around, oh, is this vaccine considered fully vaccinated vaccine like does it fall under the Pfizer, Moderna, etc or would they need to go through like a different kind of assistant or like a different type of program to figure that out I think that some other things that the international student support offer that people don't really know about is people who aren't Ryerson students contact us as well the other day a girl was in India and she's like I'm really interested in coming to Ryerson but here are my obstacles what can I do? How can I overcome this? Because I really want to come to your university. And I think that that's so cool that we are able to go and look and find these resources for them and find ways to assist and help them. I think that even students in Ryerson will come with issues like, oh, they're stuck back home because of their pandemic and they're realizing that school's going to be in person. Trying to figure out the process on how to come back to make sure that they're able to attend. That is amazing truly because i honestly had no idea how to apply for university and stuff and iss was there for me from day one <laughs> until now so i really truly have appreciation for iss and anyone can reach out to iss truly i hope people can take advantage of that system I hope so too. I feel like we're here and we're happy to help everyone. I think that no question is a dumb question. Something my prof always says, if you're thinking about this question, someone else is also thinking about it. So I feel like not being shy about the things you need and the help that you need is only going to benefit you. And we are always happy to help in any way that we can. <laughs> Basically what you said covered all the questions that I had, but I am gonna ask you like a couple more questions. What was your hiring process like? So my hiring process was quite interesting individually. Mm -hmm. So I applied for WUSC. What happened was I started volunteering there instead. And I never applied to the ISS, I don't mm -hmm. think. And Samantha works at both the ISS and WUSC. And she was like telling me and telling Christian, my manager now, oh, like, I think Aya would be a great person to reach out to, which I'm very, very flattered about that she thought that I would be a great candidate for the ISS. But I think just getting the original WISC position would be the same process as getting the ISS position, which was you'd go on career boost and apply to different types of departments and what you would do is you would fill out this google form that asks you a lot of questions like why do you want to be in this department what experiences do you have that you think would benefit in for instance like the iss how do you feel that blank 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 could change just a bunch of different questions and we would get in, called into two interviews one was a group interview and the group interview are always interesting i just feel like i think i'm most intimidated by the first one which is a group interview after the you pass the group interview you get like an individual interview and then you usually just get a call back saying hey you got it or unfortunately we don't have any mm -hmm. positions that's a very complicated in a way um considering that it's a career boost job i guess there's a lot of competition for the position I didn't realize, but a lot of people do like apply to career boost positions. Like when I went for my group interview, there were like five mm -hmm. groups and then there were like five running at Oh my gosh, so what? Like a lot of, 
Yeah, and that was just one session, and there was like multiple of those. So I'm like, dang, there's like people in 25s applying for this position. Like, whoa. Career is a popular place. <laughs> yeah. And you got the job, so... <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, I want to ask you this question. What do you want to tell your first year self now you are where you are right now? A lot. I wish I could write her a book <laughs> and be like, this is how you same, should navigate same. through life. But I think one of the most important things I would say is learn that people are here to help you especially like the Ryerson staff I feel that oftentimes that I felt like you know what everyone else looks fine they seem like they've they've figured it out why can't I figure it out or like when I quite didn't understand something um Mm -hmm. for instance like if if I needed some kind of medical accommodation etc for my disability I thought oh no, I think that I can figure this out. I can figure this out. No, I'll get it done on my own. And I kind of almost refused to ask for help. Like I just wanted to figure it out on my own. So I think the biggest thing I tell my first yourself is ask those people for help because they're more than happy to help you. Because now that I'm sitting in a position where I can help students, I just hope they're not like me, just not asking for help because (laughs) it can be way more challenging trying to figure it out on your own. But I think another thing I would tell my first year self is everything is going to be fine. I think that in mm-hmm. first year, you're in a position where you're overthinking. Like I remember one semester, I took four courses instead of five. And I thought about it for the longest time. Like, will this affect me in any way? What Will anything happen that I've taken four instead of five? And the answer is no, nothing is going <laughs> to happen. <That's> very true. <laughs> Just take the amount of courses you can handle and you feel comfortable with and you can balance your mental health and mm-hmm. physical health with. That's true because a lot of the times people might think, I certainly thought if I reached out for help, it just felt like I was defeated in a way I felt like I was being weak why can't you do this why can't you just suck it up and do it but sometimes things you can do on your own and it's totally okay to reach out to other people for guidance or help or like you might need extra time and that is okay exactly exactly yeah that's the strongest thing you can ever do for yourself that's the biggest thing I know, exactly. And I feel like you're just doing yourself a little favor, you know? That is very true. Taking care of yourself. We support um, (laughs) self-care in this podcast. (laughs) We do, we do. Well, speaking of self-care, what's your favorite self-care method? Oh my goodness. I think my favorite self-care method is doing absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. I feel like people think that self-care is you have to go out and you have to have dinner somewhere which works for some people but I feel like for me in like my fourth year I have so much stuff to do back to back to back to back to back like the idea of just doing nothing is just so relaxing for me like I don't have to worry about this assignment this 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 meeting this 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 like I can just sit there and just be like oh my god I can do nothing this evening. I can just eat dinner and go to bed. Like, that's crazy. I know it sounds like that's a pretty normal evening, but, like, just not having to worry about my next day, not having to worry about anything, I think is the best form of taking care of yourself. Because sometimes I feel like if you're constantly overwhelmed, constantly busy, you need some time to recharge in your week so you don't burn out. That is very true. 
Yeah, but that's something I do for my personal self-care. I know it's not as interesting as a 10-step skincare routine, <laughs> but I promise this is just as fun. Yeah, that is very true. I don't know how people do it. Like, props to them, but me personally, from a culture where skincare routine is such a big thing, like 17-step, 20-step, like, for me, that is great, obviously, but I personally just like to just lie down and go to bed early (laughs) (laughs) exactly i think one of my friends was telling me how she really enjoys reading before she goes to sleep and she you should try it and she's like like trust me it's like so relaxing get a good book maybe something you've even read before and just kind of go through it again and she's like trust me that is a good form of self-care so that's something i've been trying out recently and i definitely recommend Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So this also proves that self-care method can be different from anyone. And, you know, you can talk about it, but it doesn't mean that what you're doing is wrong and what they're doing is right, you exactly. know? Exactly. Just, just getting some ideas. I think that just whatever works for everybody in their day-to-day is just what um, helps. For instance, like for me, I think a self-care for me every single day is getting myself a cup of coffee. I think. And then people be like, ew, you like coffee? I like tea. I'm like, no, 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 no. It has to be caffeine. It has to be the coffee. And yeah, it's like, I feel like, and then when they ask me, like, you drink one every single morning at the same time, same everything. I'm like, this is my self-care. Like, this is how I start my morning, like, for mm-hmm. myself that I've set up that I'm going to have a successful morning. This is my cup of coffee and I'm good to go. <laughs> That is amazing, truly. Do you have any words of encouragement specifically for international students? Hmm, I have a lot of words of encouragement. I feel like... (laughs) Go ahead, floor is yours. I feel like... Okay, so I know... Though I'm not experiencing the stress of having to have your study permit renewed, have your vaccine be validated, have all these things like at the same time but or like when there's financial issues where you need a bursary or you need to apply to something to keep your education I feel like though I don't know how exactly you're experiencing I can empathize and know that you're going to get through this challenge it's like it's so difficult because like sometimes I'll read people's emails like and they're like I cannot afford my next semester what do I do like I really really need help and I can feel like I can kind of feel their fear through the screen like I as cheesy as that sounds I really can and I just like want to be able to tell them like you came to the right place and you will figure this out like it will happen for you like you're you've come so far you've worked so hard and i feel like that's another thing international students really don't know how smart they are they're very very intelligent people like they 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 can they can like i it's like i think they just don't realize like you came from a different country you came to canada you're studying here and a lot of times by yourself and you're doing it like you're really doing it and i feel like that's just something that they should give a roundable applause to themselves like you've come so far and you've done so much and you're gonna keep going and and you're doing great wow <laughs> i really needed that word right now you don't understand <laughs> yeah um that is great i i am truly speechless <laughs> <laughs> i feel like okay for me as like a domestic student like what did i do 
I applied for uni. I got in. I went to uni. I, I, I saw the campus beforehand. I already I was familiar with the area, but I could never imagine having no idea about any of it. Like I could just like I don't know how I would do it. Like it takes a, a lot of courage and a lot of figuring it out to figure it out. And I don't know how inter- like to this day like I really don't know how international students do it. They're really doing it on their own, and it's crazy. And I honestly think they deserve an applause because they do a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, I think the same we should be our biggest hype man <laughs> when we're feeling down especially where can people reach out to iss do you have instagram email address we do have an email address let me just okay our email address is iss ask so it's i s s a s k at ryerson.ca okay thank you so much for coming to today's episode aya and i'll Talk to you soon. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I hope you have a good day. This podcast was produced and edited by Heejin Kim. Graphic design is by Demira Bakhmitova. Thank you to Mira Govindasamy, Sarah Wong, and Kristen Walker Das, as well as the Student Life and Learning Support Team, for supporting this episode. Special thanks to our interviewee, Ayat Sattar, and the International Student Support Team.